you know, I couldn't have got a better Women's Day surprise than what I got today. Hold your breath. Listen to this. Of all the Spotify listeners on my podcast on Buzz Talk, a whopping 75.6% are female listeners. 22% are male, 2.4% are non-binary and rest are unspecified or not specified. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And a word of advice to the male listeners. What happened to you? What did I do wrong? I mean, of course, I love it. The fact that more women are listening to Buzz Talk, but I wouldn't want fellow men to be left out. If there's something that I'm missing out, please do let me know. And that's what brings me to today's conversation, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hold on to your servers because we are about to get really serious up in here. We all know that the tech industry has a bit of a quote-unquote man problem. And I'm not talking about that Siri also has a male voice. But I'm talking about the very real and very damaging stereotypes that women in tech face every day, more so in India. Now, I know some men are thinking, but women are great at multitasking and they make for a great team. Uh, What's wrong with that? What's wrong? Is there anything wrong? How could they not excel in tech? Well, as it turns out, gender biases and discrimination can be a real buzzkill when it comes to pursuing a career for women in the industry. And in India, it needs many more women leaders than it already has. So sit back, grab a notebook and let's talk about how we can smash those stereotype bugs before you hit the next refresh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Bus Talk. A podcast about your life at work, where we talk about stuff that no one tells you at work. And in this episode, we will talk about breaking the code, dismantling stereotypes for Indian women in tech, one bite at a time. What do you really mean by stereotyping? What are the typical types of stereotypes? And the last and the most important and fascinating one, how do we sensitize the ignorant men in your team? Let's find out. Let's just get started with the simple, basic understanding of what do you really mean by stereotyping? Simply put, stereotyping is a process of assuming that certain behaviors, characteristics, traits are all shared by all members of a particular group without regard for any individual preference or difference. So stereotyping can be based on factors like race, gender, age, religion, sexual orientation, how you present yourself, what clothes you wear, anything and everything which is different from the normal, quote-unquote, perceived normal. So if the majority of the people, for example, are vegetarians and there is this one person who is a non-vegetarian, so there is an automatic dis, uh, discriminatory behavior. Now, like, hey, stay away. You don't mix with us. Or everybody wears formals and this person wears jeans, for example. Or everybody has a crew cut and giving a men's perspective everybody has a crew cut hairstyle but here is this man who has shoulder length hair and so why does he have shoulder length hair why can't he be just like us oh then he is different and so these are the kind of biases that lead to negative attitudes beliefs behaviors towards individual who are perceived quote-unquote different and definitely contributes towards discrimination prejudice and inequality And these are often oversimplified, you know, it's not such a big deal, but it is a big deal. 
you have to coexist with different people because different people come from different walks of life with different belief systems different family traits cultures places around the world your job is not to focus on the person but the work that they do but people blur these lines and so for women on the primary challenges just multiply right for example in tech the perception is that they are not as competent as or as capable as male counterparts now not anybody no male uh, people no male leaders in the right minds will go out there and acknowledge this but it's to do with this ingrained and people call it unconscious bias i call it subconscious bias as well what i mean by that you know there are lots of uh, people who say the right things but don't mean it so when when the speech is over for example about equality and neutrality and inclusivity and everything once they go back home they you know take off the coat of all all the politically correct uh, thought processes and immediately wear their patriarchal hat and become discriminatory and become very provocative and uh, and have a very negative out outlook right so these are the more danger dangerous kind of men out there of course and then there are the other kinds who are absolutely quote unquote ignorant they didn't even know that life existed elsewhere or in a different way and so they make life even more difficult and when it comes to women uh, co-workers or colleagues they come with a preconceived notion to every meeting and they kind of hog they inter- hog the limelight they i- interrupt conversations and quote unquote mansplain and uh, and and kind of want to dominate because that's what they're used to and so these are all stereotypical behaviors so it's important to recognize and challenge these stereotypes and strive to see that individuals as unique and complex beings rather than simply as representatives of their particular group so as more women enter technology managing these perceptions about them becomes crucial to their career growth so women in tech face more challenges and it requires and as they say right perception becomes a reality and so what starts off as a you know often casual sexist remark over a time develops into a big situation which uh, big perception which uh, hinders their growth so additionally uh, this leads to discrimination and unconscious bias at the workplace which can kind of further exacerbate their challenges so anybody who uh, especially again this is more for men and if there are women who don't know then this is when these kind of things happen then you know that these are the typical stereotypes that are being labeled against you or these are the wrong practices that are being uh, that are present in in your work culture and so it's important to understand what is a typical stereotype whether you are experiencing one or not or in some sense are you inadvertently doing the same thing to a fellow colleague right um, sometimes women can do the same thing to other women and uh, sometimes men and men and men as well so those are rare instances but they do happen it's important to know what actually stereotype means in the next segment let's talk about the typical stereotypes what are the typical stereotypes that women in india or women in tech in india have to face almost on a daily basis 
Look, it's not possible to list down all the stereotypes, but I picked a few. But before I share that list, please understand that there is always three sides to the story. Your version, my version and the truth. Right. So while these stereotypes are do exist, then the counter argument is there is no smoke without fire, isn't it? There is reason I have there have been instances where people have in, in fact, women have made their case more difficult than it already was right by using uh, these stereotypes as examples to not work some of it clearly is made made up but most of it is genuine but you know once a perception is triggered it becomes very difficult to fight it but i'll give you some examples so again this is applicable to both men and women so you if you're a man who's doing this then you probably have got to do a self-analysis first right which category of man of a man are you are you the one which has been traditionally quote-unquote conditioned since childhood and you believe this is the way it almost sounds like Mandalorian, right? This is the way that there is what else, right? You've seen your uh, immediate family, the women in your family, your relatives, your friends, perhaps all in a very quote unquote stereotypical pattern of lifestyle. And then you walk into this multinational company where you find very different women and you kind of are confused. You do not understand what this cultural difference is all about and your sanskari code kicks in, right? Oh my God, this is totally out of syllabus for me. There are some men like that and women, please understand that there are, these are probably if you want to choose the lesser evil, right? Uh, then th this would be the ignorance, uh, ignorant men, which need updating their vocabulary and sensitization becomes a process over time which they kind of the rational ones will kind of adapt to it the rigid ones will reject it but my concern as again as a man and as a leader are those kind of men who are traditionally brought up in a very conservative environment they speak the right language but do not let go of their core belief systems they are, to me, in my mind, the most dangerous, even dangerous than the ignorant ones because they're completely aware. So they will talk the DNI language. They will uh, even chair forums and, you know, give speeches and everything. But when, when they go back home, they say, you know, they are almost like this. If you have listened, if you've not heard this episode, you must go and check out on my other podcast. It's called The Origin of Patriarchy. You know, where does, did all of this origin originate where did it all begin you know the there were the hunter gatherers the and i'm giving you a very brief uh, quick sneak peek into it so the caveman and the cavewoman together went hunting and then they brought back the brought back the food and ate it up right and that's how the life was back in the time back in time back in the days but over time they realized when both of them went hunting the food that they had stored got either eaten or stolen by somebody or the next door neighbor or, or some other predator or whatever so the first division of labor could have happened where um, the discussion between these two partners was like one needs to be in this place near the cave to protect the meat the food and from predators or 
any other cave people in the society as it were uh, and i will still go out and hunt for food it was a practical decision at the time probably because you winters were very harsh and if you both of you went out hunting there was no protection in the cave there was no security system in case you were wondering <laughs> there were no gates and so it was rather easy to uh, you know the, whatever that was stored could have been stolen so then once the cave woman decided to be the protector and equally strong at that protector she probably fought other cavemen other predators animals preys whatever and then protected the food while this other uh, uh, her partner went and uh, went hunt went hunting and found more food and gathered more food and got it back and together they led a happy life now fast forward hundreds of years and thousands of generations and stereotypes the patriarchy kicked in and then it was it so happened in the 1700s 1800s and then you know kind of came into say mainstream consciousness where the woman was subject to the kitchen you know that you are supposed to be in the kitchen to manage the household while i go out there and do the quote unquote more important thing earn money it's the food that you cook is from the money that i earn is the underlying sentiment and that's probably a very loosely put uh, origin of patriarchy or the patriarchal behavior and so fast forward to where we are today it becomes a national stereotype and it carries into the workplace both from men and for women there are scores and scores of women who are conditioned to believe that that's their role they shouldn't they ought not to step out of the house they ought to be at home manage the kitchen be the perfect wife produce children that's the role what else do you do and so there are many women who deter other women from breaking free from all these stereotypes and clearly there are those cunning men who take advantage of that saying yeah, yeah sure you should stay at home i will go out there and earn money but as it turns out times have changed right there are that many more examples of where women have empowered themselves have been great successes and we in india have set an example in some sense where even if you look at from a religious standpoint most of our gods are women and women power we pray to gods like uh, lakshmi durga saraswati ambe ma whatever from a hindu culture standpoint and so there is this uh, belief system that women is power how it translates to their own mothers and daughters and sisters that's deba- debatable but at least there is this reference to context and then of course politi- politically f- speaking right we have had uh, indira gandhi as a prime minister now uh, president murmuru and so there have been instances where women have risen to the top but there are very few such examples few and far apart right there are not too many and you see the ramifications of this and i'm probably going on a tangent here but bear with me on this right and you see it this kind of patriarchy or stereotype stereotypical behavior reflect in the movies as well you know so the hero is the dominant or the protagonist the hero is the dominant character and the woman is there to as a love interest or hardly has any scenes if in a 3 hour movie hero has 300 scenes the heroine probably has 30 scenes 10 in the start 10 in a couple of dance sequences and 10 towards the climax when she gets kidnapped and the hero goes to rescue her clearly she can't defend herself and so the, these kind of stereotype stereotypes have been ingrained and therefore the conditioning i was just giving you the reference to context as to why 
men and women are conditioned this way and so that kind of gives you the the picture broad picture why there is uh, the indian stereotype is so deeply ingrained so what are the top five or eight of them i have in front of me so let me read them out to you one is the traditional stereotype like i mentioned they think the wife is the typical homemaker then the next stereotype is the family versus career balance so she will join and then leave uh, to get married or if she's just married then she will take a maternity break for one year what if she doesn't perform well and then we can't put her in a plan but if she goes on a maternity then what do i do we, we have a dormant headcount which we can't do away with and yet we have to get to our business then clearly as a result of all this is that they are not leader, leadership material they will quit midway and go settle down and so this is the typical stereotypical patriarchal male leader thinking like that and if you are one of those stereotypical male leaders thinking like that it's time to hit the refresh button my friend you have to reset your mind then there is this uh, token woman stereotype like i mentioned right those there are those leaders now there is enough talk about uh, dni diversity and inclusion and so there are those leaders who will make the right sound bites you know give give the right noise and make the right statements but deep down they don't believe of any of this thing right deep down they are like ha what are they talking about i mean they will never admit acknowledge openly but they are like you know women who are the only female members of the team of an organization may be viewed as a token presence like you will see a boardroom a typical boardroom where there will be say 12 people and there will be this one person who will be a lady and rest all will be men and that that could be in any of the other perceived less critical function while they will not say that it's no no it's very important you don't know how important this is but yeah um so that's a token representation see you wanted diversity i have what what, what can i do if i didn't find women now is there merit to that argument i'm just playing the devil's advocate and i know it's a very tricky thin line to cross over but yes there have there is it is also a fact that there aren't enough women it's not uh, it's not something which is incorrect right it's difficult to find leadership material women uh, abundantly available right? there are few and they're already taken and they are in big organizations in very meaningful positions but we are not talking about those exceptions we are talking about the general rule across the length if you talk about the smb or mid size companies in india you're talking about 60 million such companies and how many of those 60 million companies have women in top leadership uh, positions i can't even hazard a guess it it's abysmally low even in the big tech like you were talking about big organizations like the top 600 organizations which have employees greater than 10000 and thereabouts or whatever and so even in those organizations finding in india these these multinational companies which have say a us hq or a apac hq have plenty of women in top senior leadership roles but in india that number is very skewed so they would have to search far and wide to find women uh, to get into leadership so yeah so those two, and and that's the somewhere the origin of the story of the token stereotype then there is the tech bro you know like you know the dudes hang out together they'll be typical you know with a big pot belly and a beer and so you know bro let's hang out and code together 
and but if there is a woman we can't do that the, the stereotype you know assumes that the tech industry is a male dominated field where men are the primary decision makers and leaders where men may be viewed as outsiders who do not fit the mold of the typical tech worker right so can she sit in the pub and with a jug of beer and code my question is why would you want to do that in the first place <laughs> but that's that's where the perception propagates and and closely linked to that is of course the not technical enough indian women face that stereotype that they're not technically proficient as their male colleagues or or not really interested in tech roles you know you'd rather give them other functions most popular is hr followed by customer care csr uh, programs uh, learning and development yeah those kind of things but this is hardcore coding bro and so i don't know and and that's the stereotype many men carry and so not technical enough is something which uh, which many men have a pre set notion in their head then the next couple of things are you know not assertive enough and in a, in a male dominated you know the male male voice is typically more louder than many women and women have higher pitch but at the workplace you can imagine you know they are the typical alpha males who will you know thump the table and you know have a loud outburst and when the woman does not retort back in the same pitch tone tone then she's perceived to be not as assertive right the stereotype can lead to women being overlooked looked for a leadership role specifically how will you manage these uh, quote and quote rogue elements in the team you know that leader the boss says sometimes that you have a bunch of alphas in the team if you are a beta how will you manage them i mean they won't you know word it like that the verbiage is not like that but the underlying intent or messaging is that and they'll say you have high performance team is the right word i was looking for they're looking we have a very high performance team so how will you manage that i mean why would you question that would you question the same thing to a man uh, you won't in most cases and so they think it's that's a stereotype and then not a good cultural fit comes a close second to that right that indian women tech are more who are more outspoken or have a different cultural background may be considered as not a great fit to the company culture oh my god she has a point of view oh my god uh, she has a point of view of, on everything and you know those kind of stereotypes uh, stereotypes are propagated a lot and so if a woman you, you see the dichotomy here if you keep quiet then as in a woman if she keeps quiet then she's not assertive enough but if she speaks out then she is considered a not a great culture fit she is quote unquote the problem child and so how do you even manage that how do you manage such a business and so these stereotypes and the, i just listed eight there could be 80 of them if not more are the sole reason why women have it 2x or 3x more difficult than their male counterparts now since the problem largely is by men how do you then sensitize the ignorant men in your team in your company in your business let's listen to this in the next segment you know i could give you an ideal answer and i could give you a practical answer ideal answer is of course you know conduct diversity and inclusion training you know give more examples encourage open dialogue offer mentorship and you know those kind of things and i could give you a pragmatic answer there are certain people who will not change despite certain men 
who will not change no matter what the situation the the challenge is to fix the problem right at the recruitment part that's a practical solution is your recruitment team sensitized to hire diversity to check for biases to check for stereotype stereotypical behavior and work ethics have you even thought about that you have not why because as long as the job description matches the resume that's all you care about and people also hire they do not understand the person behind the resume if you can fix that chances are you will address the stereotypical behavior right at the entry point because once they get in getting them out is difficult i mean unless they do something which is there is integrity problem or harassment or any of those things there is evidence and you can exit them out of the system no problem but if they have been performing well and they're doing the number the other and i would strongly recommend a book uh, from uh, it's called the upside of assholes by uh, bob sutton s u t t o n it's robert sutton and the the cost of certified assholes in in your organization there's a cost to the company the cost of having jerks in the company what does it cost the company's productivity it there is a cost there's an impact because there is an attrition business disruption that happens and so on and so forth so many other things but the net of the story is if they get in past the recruitment stage then managing them later requires a very strong will by the management and it has to be led by example so as a leader a model inclusive behavior is not just in your you know tokenization that oh look i i told the hr team to hire more women but they did not i told my managers to hire gender uh, diversity but they didn't you are not looking for a diversity candidate you are actually looking for diverse diverse ideas diverse point of views and yes it can come from men but it has to also come from women and it is incumbent upon progressive leaders or mature organizations to to have this multidimensional facet to their organization instead of having this unidimensional facet to it and so simply put you need to lead by example if you are a leader listening to this you need to lead by example and show them there's no telling you have to show how it is done and so it starts with your immediate directs can you make sure that if you have eight the span of control is eight or 10 uh can you at least ensure there is a 50% representation and you have to task your because it's not an instant gratification right it is difficult to find those 50% women to occupy in the leadership role but then that's how you plan for it you specifically seek develop a program where you can groom internal uh, potential candidates to groom to become leaders that's one talent pool and then the second is external how do you get external people to Uh, join the organization and make it a richer experience so you start with your immediate directs then mandate your directs to have that diversity uh, continued and you also liaise with the finance team that the pay discrepancy between the men and the women have to be eliminated right they have to for the same role the same job they ought to get paid the same right so and of course it depends on the experience two candidates bring so if somebody has a 10 year work experience and somebody has a 3 year work experience then you don't equate that that's not what i'm saying 
in case somebody thought that you know there are those people who think that way too but hey you respect that if somebody has got a 3 year work ex and a, a woman who has a 3 year work ex and a man who has got say a 4 year work ex for example then the pay gap should be almost negligible right if the man has say 10 years of work ex and the woman has 5 years of work ex then clearly there will be a pay gap but at the same role for the same level with a similar work ex there should not be any gap and that is completely within your control you don't need additional permission from anybody or approvals from senior management or some with sit down with your if you're a pnl owner sit down with your finance and have this conversation that we need this budget spread equally if you are a team which has those typical alpha males and struggling to control them when i say control i don't mean to deprive them of opportunities but control in a sense their stereotypical behavior control their outrageous patriarchy if they want to bring that to the workplace then you should not shy away from taking a disciplinary action now you can have that quote unquote tough love conversation have a tough love conversation and say dude i i think you need to tone it down and we need to get an understanding that we don't revisit this conversation at a later point so you have to have a tough love conversation if beyond that tough love conversation the person is not listening to it then clearly you give a verbal warning followed by a written warning and then to the point of execute executing the termination is what i meant uh, so that the person exits the system yes even if the person is a top performer there is no space for any workplace toxicity there is no space for such stereotypical behavior it's downright unfair unjust so you have to plan that it's easier said than done but you have to plan for it you cannot take a knee jerk reaction but your intent your actions have to be time bound and very very clear last but not the least probably have a diversity champion within each team you know one who shares her thoughts about what she felt during the course of the week without naming anybody but give it's always like when in in any kind of conflict situation always address the issue rather than the person right what is the issue that is at stake what is the issue that was unruly what was the problem statement how did she feel what could have been done better without naming anybody right those who did it will probably realize and of course the person should not get any undue advantage that this cannot become a revenge game that that also leads you know the bedrock for forms the bedrock of politics and toxicity that there are like just like there are alpha males there are alpha females too so make no mistake about that they're less in number but they do exist and so it cannot become then men suddenly become oppressed and women dominate right the idea is to have this balance and i know it's a it's skewed way way in favor of men at this point in time in india but let's not rule that possibility out as well so idea is to have a neutral balanced workplace if you have a female diversity champion uh, then you should have a male diversity champion as well and when i say male diversity champion is like if you have a team size of 10 people and you have uh, two representatives one male one female then it kind of addresses both the both the genders right but if you have a largish team like a 
30 member team or a 40 member team then two people are not enough you would probably need to form a small group offer this as a, as an option that how many would you like to ensure that the team it's not a, like a disciplinary action but a awareness drive so it's important you make that distinction so it's an awareness drive where periodically it's not like flash in the pan like i'll do it in q1 and then rest of the year we don't do anything so it's a periodical thing where people who are really committed to it who believe in the cause who are passionate about it should be entrusted with such responsibility to sensitize the ignorance in the team and update the vocabulary and make them feel uh, you know make them realize not feel make them realize what the impact of their words or actions have on other people especially women so sometimes this education awareness creation might help reduce but like i said there will always be those bad apples which are there and uh, you will have to have a tough love conversation and exit them out of the system over a period of time with due diligence and everything if you guys are available on friday 8 pm to 9 pm ist i have a very fascinating after office hours session on linkedin audio this time i'm inviting a top leader uh, in the country she is uh, very dynamic and i won't reveal the name to you right now because it's a surprise but um, one who's championed the cause of equality and diversity within the organization and within the tech space so if you find time do uh, make it to the audio event love to see all of you given the fact that all you spotify uh, ladies that you listen i mean 75% of my spotify listeners are women so i'm just still wrapping my head around that so thank you so much again that you tune into bus talk and i will and i want to do more women driven content as a man from a ma- man's perspective and break these myths and perceptions and stereotypes and this is just the one part of it that is the stereotypes and what do you do about stereotypes but i'm sure there are many other issues that uh, women face and if you are one of these ladies who face uh, a certain difficulty at work and if you're comfortable sharing please do share uh, in the comments or leave a voice message you can reach me on my social media handles you can reach me on linkedin uh it's iron ban that if you can search for that you will find my profile send me a connect request uh and leave a message or you can reach me on twitter which is ianisms a a y a n i s m s at ianisms or hashtag ianisms and i will respond to it at the earliest if you uh, find the time there's a link below uh, on this uh, screen where you will find to leave a voice message you could do that as well so there are multiple ways to get in touch with me as app if you'd like some of your queries to be answered in subsequent episodes please do leave a message and if you're a spotify listener there is a poll attached to the link so if once you go to anchor or uh, spotify if you see there's a poll there see if you can take some time out and answer the questions in the poll it basically gives uh, an inference to the data which which we can extrapolate later and say hey the general trend among 8000 listeners or 10000 listeners is as follows abc so that's the reason i attach a poll with uh, at the end of every episode well that's all the time i had for this episode it is uh, 
very deep and complex topic there are so many things to say and very difficult to compress it in 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 this episode but as always you know that the idea behind bus talk is to just make you think right? it's not etched in stone i'm also a work in progress i'm trying to you know be a better version of myself than what i was same time last year or the year before or whatever and so please do what works best for you if you listen to bus talk and you understand the basic sentiment that idea is to just make you sit up and think so as long as that objective is fulfilled makes me sleep happy so till we meet the next time take good care of yourselves stay well stay safe a very happy women's day to all you ladies out there and keep listening to bus talk this is your host ayan wishing you a great week ahead peace out <laughs>